Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Hey, hey, hey. Oh my goodness. You're supposed to say hey for a sec. I know, you dropped out. You went dark on me. Literally, you went dark on me. It went, it went completely dark, and then you weren't there, and then I, now you're back. And then as Jesus well as showed up. People that are watching. <laughs> Wait, when you came back? That's a scripture well, reference it, when two or three are gathered. Well, uh, the bottom line is, uh, I went early. You went early? And then you came back? Rapture. Yeah, they said, yeah, Jesus said, need to come back and get Dan. <laughs> do, do I really oh have to? Oh, my gosh. Do I really have to? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, so we're, we're battling the the three second delay monster today and we're gonna we're gonna do this good so if you have any silence on our end it's because we're waiting for each each other to stop talking so so that we can actually say what we want to say i think what's happening is you're big leaguing me (laughs) all right everybody look up look up on your urban dictionary what big leaguing means and put it in the chat So how are you, Dan? Hey, Tiffany, what's up? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, had a really interesting weekend. Uh, got a chance to hang out with my daughter this past weekend, my youngest daughter. We had some really good. We had some really good food this past weekend. Holy cow! We had we we found a salad that has just been a favorite of ours. We cooked this like London broil, uh, like pan seared it. And then put it in the oven to cook it about 125, 130 degrees and let it sit. Then you slice that really thin. And then you get some romaine lettuce. Then you mix together some balsamic vinaigrette and some ranch dressing. Throw it all on there and put some goat cheese on it. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's amazing. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say either because I've got to leave. Because I'm hungry now, and I'm ready to go feast. <laughs> whenever I whenever I speak at, at a church or an event, I always have to have some kind of food. Whenever I talk, I have to say it. I just have to like ex- describe it, explain it, so that people can get the feel and the taste of it. So you're eating while you're speaking. Uh, I'm vicariously eating through other people while I'm speaking. Okay. All right. Up. So, how are you, BJ? How are you? Now that I've gotten over my uh, food issues. Sponsorship right here. 
Your name here. Your name here. Your name right here. <laughs> All right. All right. That's that's the end of our you sales pitch. <laughs> you still haven't answered the question. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic today. I feel like I got a lot of hope. Hope City. Hope City, brother. Hope City. Whoop, whoop. Well, we uh we definitely are battling the three second monster today, but we will we will be able to figure that out. We're gonna move to a new a new way of, of doing this. We we got to. And uh we got some earth news and we got some wars and rumors of wars. We got some leading up to the tribulation, we got some things to make you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um we have some we have some just a some really good encouragement for all of you because what we're what hope, we decided to hope, talk about hope. today is hope, hope hope is there's there's hope because we we understand that there's a lot of people that are getting fatigued in their spirit they're feeling like when is when is something when is good news going to happen when is something going to happen when is Jesus going to come back when is when is whatever is going to happen going to happen? We've been battling for the last 21 months, not knowing what, where to go, what to do. We always have these people offering us hope, but yet it's taking too long. So we just want to encourage everybody today to stay the course. Stay the course. Keep yourself alert. Be patient because God's timing is not our timing. So we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, later. But GJ, Earth News. Back to you. All right. I'm sure you probably have this on your list. Asteroid the size of Burj, Burj Khalifa. I don't know if I said that correctly. It's uh, near Dubai. So there's an asteroid the size of that city heading for Earth mid-December. So it's a massive asteroid comparable in size to the tallest building on Earth. So think of the tallest building on Earth, which I believe is in Dubai. And it's heading for the planet in mid-December, as noted by NASA. Well, on, on top of that, if you remember, back in March, we reported that NASA was going to shoot up a dual asteroid deterrent rocket. And I was just reading today on with that news that they're getting ready to shoot up also something into the sky, which will crash into an asteroid to see how it will impact that asteroid if, if it crashes into it. So seems like all these things are kind of converging all at once. And yes. uh, there's some other space stuff. Too. They're going to get their chance to test that out. Mid-December. Wait, mid-December. It's my wife's birthday, December 15th. Uh, okay. You better That's get her an early birthday, birthday present. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Well, sp- speaking of space, the longest lunar eclipse is happening next Thursday into Friday, November 18th and 19th. Now, why is this important? It's a partial lunar eclipse that will be visible throughout North America lasting the longest that most eclipse will have ever lasted, three hours and 28 minutes. Now, wait for it, because it's also going to be a blood moon where 
the moon has a reddish tint rather than a black tint when it moves through the Earth's shadow. So we're actually going to not only see the longest partial lunar eclipse that we have experienced to date, but it's also going to be a blood moon happening on the same on the same day. Well, one one thing to add and to that, Dan, in the three second delay, 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 um, and and we've talked about this quite a few times. Why do we talk about Earth news? Because the Bible says, look to the Earth, look to the skies, and we are doing that, and we're seeing it at a, as as Dan just said, an alarming fast pace, and and just on the lunar eclipses. And, and the blood moons, uh, I know we provided some of that facts in past shows, and I don't have that data. And Dan probably has it from memory because he's the smartest guy in the world. Uh, that's why I just sit back, look pretty. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We've had more lunar eclipses in the last 10 years than I think in the last 100 years. So there's a sign right there. And now you've got a blood moon and a lunar eclipse eclipse at the same time there's your sign thank you we also this past year had uh if you remember that we had a lunar eclipse and a solar eclipse within 30 days one was a blood moon and one was um the, they called it the ring of fire which is where it's a full lunar eclipse but then there's that ring of fire that happens because of no that's a solar eclipse where we have that ring of fire that goes around the sun uh, when the sun is eclipsed. So anyway, a lot of crazy stuff happening up there, but I do want to mention one thing about La Palma. Uh, it's almost like we should do a weekly Whoa, update about gotta, La Palma. You got to bring it up. We got more earthquakes. Not, not just earthquakes. We've had 80 earthquakes in the last 24 hours in La Palma. And not only that, um, I did want to mention that uh, now you heard it reported here on this show, and you also saw it reported on other shows about that grid that happened as far as the earthquakes. Nowhere else in the, no, here's the crazy thing. So nowhere else in the world do you see those kinds of grids showing up, right? So there's a, there was a couple of obscure news sources that came out and said, oh, we can explain the grid. We can explain the grid. The grid is a different way of measuring the earthquakes. It's the point, it's two decimal points as opposed to six decimal points. And then, so therefore it kind of throws it into a grid pattern. I don't know if that's true or not, but I will say this. It doesn't take away from the fact that there have been thousands of earthquakes happening right around La Palma. And I just don't believe a lot of the things that I hear because why would that be something that would show up and all of a sudden now they got to explain it away? So I'm just going to put it out there. I wanted to make sure I got that out there as a caveat because uh, we do our research here and we do want to report the things that are coming out there. So I'm putting it out there to you, but for me, I still think there's more than meets the eye happening in La Palma. Well, I can say two things, Dan. Fake news, deception. <laughs> well, that, pretty much. So what about some wars and rumors of wars? Mine today, and, and for those that are just now turning, tuning in, we used to give a whole like series of, on all these topics. So now we're really primarily coming like the main ones that we find. Uh, China's sub force is growing more powerful so the subs <clears throat> so that's growing so we're hearing more and more and more about china's army we're still hearing a little bit about russia's army there's still heavy tension between 
China, and Taiwan. And when you go to the Bible, you know, it talks about the Red Army coming from the north. And, you know, China's colors are red and Russia's colors are red. There's a sign. And I'm going to pop something up on the screen for everyone that, um, that we just saw just in the last couple of days. And, and this is what it is. So China, speaking of China, China has been popping up this. Uh, here it is right here. They've been popping up on in the, in the desert, like some obscure part of the desert. Not only a U.S. aircraft carrier mock-up, but they also put some U.S. destroyer ships and battleships on rails. And they're practicing, from what the news report said, they're practicing different drills and, and missiles to see what, how it will impact and how it will impact and, and different things about it as far as that's concerned. And then also, too, Taiwan, there is growing tension still in Taiwan. I think we reported last that there are confirmed now U.S. troops that are in Taiwan. And uh, there's this growing, growing tension. And then on top of that, you've got Israel. And on top of that, you've got the uh, Iran and some growing tensions that are there. Israel decided to move up bringing in 5,000 Ethiopian Jews into Israel. I just read that this morning. And then that's raising some red flags. So there's, all, there's also, too, the Pope met with a, a couple of the leaders in the Middle East, not from Israel, and now has recommended a two-state solution, which means dividing Jerusalem from Israel. The Pope shouldn't be doing that, number one, okay? He's supposed to be, he's supposed to be a representative of Jesus. And Jesus would not want a two-state solution. Because it's his city. It's his, it's his land. So anyway, all that I just threw in there, just a little extra. That was for free. Thanks, Pope John Dan. <laughs> a Pope with two first names. I love it. Oh, wait, John Paul. <laughs> Dan. Uh, yeah, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Focus, focus. Back to you. Focus. All right. Leading up to the tribulation. Back to you. Go ahead. You start this one off. I want you to get the leading up to the tribulation. All right. I mean, hopefully you put this one in the right. Can we move that section next and go to things that make you go, hmm, because I feel like leading up to the tribulation fits right into our message today. Oh, absolutely. Let's do it. Things that make you go, hmm. Number one, one, U.S.-Mexico border reopens after 20 months of the Rona shutdown. Hasn't it been open because they just keep pouring in? That made me go, hmm. Yes. And I have one more. Um, Yeah. Let me let me pop one in there too. But in response to that, not just the U.S. Mexico border, but they opened up international travel as well for only people that have had whatever it is that they're putting in their bodies. So just want to throw that out there. Um, hey, get this: global oil demand. I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna keep leaning as I do it. Global oil demand to hit 100 million barrels per day next year, 2022. And with more with more demand, the current administration, the current administration is discussing closing another pipeline down in the United States. So I have one big question. 
why I have might have an answer. And it's the things that make you go. Well, can you give us the look? Give us the look. Give, give us the famous look. Okay, here it comes. You ready? What? No. I actually think why? I just cracked my neck on that one. That felt good. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I cracked yeah, my okay. neck watching you. <laughs> I'm sure you did. So when you lessen supply and demand increases, then you can raise prices, making us more dependent on the government. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's my theory. I'm sticking to it. Back to you. I think somebody has some skin in the game. Buy low, sell high. That's what I'm thinking. All right. I, I, got, I got another one. Now, I learned something new today. Um, and I don't know if I can say it correctly. A metal urgist a metallurgist so i'm saying what the heck is a metallurgist so it's an expert on metal like testing metals like it'd be like a metal engineer so i'd never heard this term before so this metal i'm just going to say metal engineer because i can't say it dan probably can because he can speak 28 (laughs) languages so they had so this is a u.s metal engineer admits faking steel test results for the Navy, for the U.S. Navy from 1985 to 2017. The t- which t- it, it tests the toughness of the steel, and they did that on 240 different productions of steel. About half the steel of the foundry produced for the U.S. Navy. That made me go so yeah, a couple things why that would make you go. yeah I, and, and I, so there's a certain thing we're supposed to have one of the strongest if not the strongest military in the world i don't know if that's the case anymore and i'm former u.s army believe me so i love our military i lived on a marine base i flew with the u.s air force the health specialists and doctors were the u.s navy and I was U.S. Army. So I was highly integrated when I was in the U.S. military. So I was thinking, I'm like, okay, what about the equipment that I'd be using? Don't you think you want to have the best and that it's going to be the best? So to me, I'm like somebody infiltrated. And then after all these tests and it took them that long, you know, took them that long to figure it out. Those are things that made me go. Back to our sponsor, Dan. <laughs> Back to our sponsor. Well, um, along the lines of inflation, by the way, I just noticed, and this is actually something that could go into leading up to the tribulation, but I'm going to throw it in things to make you go, hmm. along the lines of inflation, turkey prices, by the way, because you know, in the United States, we're about to celebrate Thanksgiving. Turkey prices are up 41%. 41%. Home heating oil is up 115%. And food prices are up 10.5% average overall in the nation. In the Revelations, it talks about how prices will go sky high for regular everyday products, some even being a day's wages to pay for. So, and, and now they're actually calling it hyperinflation. And there was a news story that came out on one of the major news networks that says, why hyperinflation is actually a good thing. I don't understand why hyperinflation could actually be a good thing. but. Um, cause to me, it's not, it's just not, but that was something that made me go. Hmm? 
And uh, I do have one more for you. Ooh. I have one more for you. So <laughs> Arizona Christian University on. performed. Come on. Arizona Christian University performed a study of millennials where only one third of millennials claim to believe in God as the all powerful, all knowing, perfect and just creator of the universe. Only one third of millennials actually claim to believe that. So um, I'm a little concerned by that because that was done by a Christian university. And, I, and I'm pretty sure that their sample, their sample size was mainly people that were Christians. So just saying, a little bit interesting. It was their students. Go, probably. That's my guess. No, I have just kidding. Just, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. If you're from well, Arizona before, Christian University, you on, not Dan, to yeah, yeah. Before before you moved on, Dan, um, I mean that's a pretty awakening number of people. I mean, it just goes to show where we're at, and 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 I think this is a good transition to leading up to the tribulation because you know you have fewer and fewer people that are putting their themselves into the Word of God or believing that there's a God or believing, and so some people believe there's multiple ways. To God or multiple gods. There's only one God, and there's only one way to the God, to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. So we're seeing more and more deception. We're seeing more and more where people just have their their head in the sand, and and this across across the globe. And we're also seeing that people are just accepting certain things that would never have been accepted ten years ago, twenty years ago. 100 years ago, that we're seeing right in our face now. And um, so recently, we had a, or I think it was Friday or Saturday night, there was a concert in Houston, Texas, at what used to be Astroworld, by the way, I went there as a kid. Um, and it was like Six Flags or Disney. And and so they had a concert, uh, a couple big-time rappers. And <clears throat> they're, they're saying the underlying the underlying theme of the concert was getting to the other side. Well, the other side to what? Well, it's quite demonic if you look at it. And you have the skull, and there was a lot of satanic symbolism. There was a lot of satanic uh, artwork. Uh, right there is uh, my spirit, when I first saw it, was a little rattled by this. Uh, and the more I'm in the Word, the more I'm in prayer, and the more I'm around godly people, the more sensitive I am to things like this. So what I see is less and less people are, they're just, hey, they just accept, hey, it was cool. It was the neatest thing. I'm sure the, the, the stage and all that and the lights and camera and fire and whatever they did was, you know, amazing. What I see is people getting lost in those types of things from a level of deception. And it just happens bit by bit by bit. And now we're seeing it first rate. I mean, we had the Super Bowl back in February, where my hometown, Kansas City Chiefs, were in it. And at halftime, the, the demonic symbolism was so strong, I couldn't even watch it. And I was watching it mainly just to see how bad it was going to get. And and also the Super Bowl got bad, too, because the Chiefs got spanked. Uh, that's a side note. <laughs> so this concert, one of the other underlying is that this was a, a um, what's the word, uh, sacrifice for blood. 
So one of the things that Satan's Satanism is their sacrifices, and then they use the blood for different different things and for energy and for healing and for health and and it, it's pretty bad. And God made it very clear in the Bible to not drink or eat blood. Um, so anyway, I'm gonna turn it over to you because I know you got a lot to share on this. And that photo right there says a lot. Now I don't know if you got another photo. The stage is an upside down cross. I do have another photo. I wanted to hang on this photo for a second because there was a comparison. I don't. I couldn't find the picture. Uh, there's a pic. There's a painting that was painted a long time ago about um, a picture of hell, and in that picture, it looked like that this was part of it. Uh, not exactly like this, but there was a a face with a mouth opened, and then all the people that were going to hell were going through through the mouth to get to hell. So actually, I believe that this concert was called The Devil's Frequency. And on, on, Tra on Travis Scott's shirt was a picture of a devil with horns, a little red horns, coming out of a door and then falling. So you can actually see that on any of the pictures that you can find anywhere on the internet. Um, I, did, I couldn't post them because they were actually pictures that are copyrighted. So I want to be careful of that. But this... This concert was actually called the Devil's Frequency, and they and it was a an alliteration of a concert in hell. So when they walked in to this concert venue, then they were walking into hell, and then the whole concert was based around that. Now, what's fascinating to me in this whole thing, and I'm going to share another picture here with you in just a moment, is that when you take a look at what GJ just mentioned, um, which is this picture right here. This was the actual concert stage, and on this concert, I have to actually, uh, I want to zoom in a little bit so you can see that a little bit better, but this concert stage, you can see uh, there is an upside-down cross is what it looks like. So in, in the demonic world or in Satanism, the upside-down cross was, is a cross that is a very much of a symbol of Satanism. And uh, why an upside-down cross? Well, because it's the complete opposite of the cross that Jesus Christ died on. Jesus is our Savior, is the Messiah of the world. Now, one of the things I find that is really, really fascinating to me is the fact that the devil will try to, he will try to actually not only mimic, but he will also make fun of certain things that are happening in the believer's world because of Jesus. So, and what's what's going on, in my opinion, is that there's so much pop culture right now. And it started off with Lil Nas. Remember that song that he did? Then he came out with those six 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 shoes. It's the devil's shoes. And then all, the, and then the whole Super Bowl thing that you talked about. And then these concerts. There's such a fascination with the demonic world and with Satanism right now that it's almost becoming something where people are like, "Oh, it's just art. Oh, it's just art. It's acceptable. It's an acceptable form of of art." Well. It's number one, not an acceptable form of art. It is demonic and it is uh, giving praise to Satan and the devil, whether you want to believe it or not. So there's one other uh, thing that was mentioned, or two other things that were mentioned that I want to bring up that I was reading about, because this story really did, really it did impact me uh, when I was reading about it. But here is another picture of the stage. Now, this moment that you're seeing right here was a picture that was snapped uh, in because in the concert, what he did was is he was singing these different songs and rapping. And there's a point in the show where this portal that you saw where that cross was going into, uh, this portal opens up. 
And that's this moment right here. And the eyewitness who was talking about the concert, who was there, said, uh, as soon as that portal opened up, that's when that crowd surge happened. And unfortunately, eight people were trampled to death and hundreds more were injured. And there was another person that I, um, somebody posted this on a, on a Facebook story uh, yet a couple of days ago. And, and he, there was this one guy who was in his car. He had just gotten out of the concert of all the mayhem that was going on there. And he was walking around that area in the VIP section where all that stuff happened. And uh, he even confirmed what I just told you about when that portal opened up to hell, apparently it's what it was supposed to be. That's when the crowd surge happened and all those people died. Well, if you just think about the symbolism, because symbolism is something that we need to understand and take, uh, take to heart a little bit more than we actually do, is that that, to me, symbolizes a sacrifice that the devil was actually there, present, and doing his work and deceiving. And, and so when people are there and they're at this concert, it almost becomes like a worship service for Satan. And I, I'm telling you, this is something that I don't want to spend too much more time on because I don't want to give any credence to the devil himself. But I want people to, be under, to understand that this is serious stuff. We're not messing with just art. We're messing with demonic forces, the prince of the power of the air, the one who is in control of this earth. And eventually that power will be over, not only, not will be, has already been overthrown, but will be by Jesus completely overthrown. And that time is coming uh, right after the great tribulation when the battle uh, happens in Megiddo. So I, I said a lot there, but um, another thing that I saw recently to GJ this morning, actually, I was reading a news story about the Sanhedrin. Now, a lot, not a lot of our viewers probably know who the Sanhedrin are or what they're supposed to be about, but the Sanhedrin back in, in Jesus' time were the religious leaders, and they were the religious leaders of the law. So they were the ones that were overseeing the law, and there was also the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees who were also a part of that group. So there were three of them were a part of that group. But the Sanhedrin was, were the ones that actually helped the people of Israel stay in line with the law. Well, they still exist today. The Sanhedrin Act still exists today in the Jewish faith. And there's a new story that just came out that says that the Sanhedrin are making preparations to make the oil that will eventually be used to anoint the Messiah that comes. And I thought this was really, really interesting because, um, you know, first of all, we know as believers, as Christians, that the Messiah has already come and it was through Jesus. But the Jewish faith and the Jewish religion still believes that the Messiah has yet to come. And there will be a Messiah that comes. All right. There's going to be a second coming of Jesus, the true Messiah. But there's going to be another Messiah that comes called the Antichrist that's going to come on the scene. So I don't know which one they're preparing for, but it is something that I think we should pay close attention to because it is something that does lead up to the tribulation. Now, I have said a lot right there, GJ. Why don't you unpack that for us? Um, Give my mouth a break. <laughs> I literally have got nothing. So just throwing that out there. Literally got nothing. No, I do. I do. Here's something else I'm going to share about that concert. This is something that I, I read in a couple of places, a couple of different sources. And one of the things that I do, and I know Dan does this as well, we'll check a lot of different sources if we're going to go down a rabbit trail for different topics. And, you know, what's what's really real what's not real or what could be real or what could be false 
and then make a discernment from there. So I don't know how accurate this is, but several sources stated that there was a there's a high number of 5G towers in that area where Astral World is. All right. So then that got me thinking. So there you said, well, that can happen, you know, in any major city. There was an elevated number that is was not normal. Now were they temporary? Were they were they fixed i do not know this what i do know is that okay there's things that make you go hmm and the other thing is one of the powerful things that 5g and i read something that was written in the 80s and it talked about 5g technology well i was in the military and never heard about 5g technology and i never heard 5g technology till there was 3g technology so there's all these different technology that have been in development to some degree they just have to get it where the average user can use them. And typically, governments or military around the world typically start using certain types of things before the average, the everyday consumer. So obviously, 5G is very powerful, and there's a lot of things that can be, be done with it. And if you really just do your homework on 5G technology, uh, you know, there's a lot of good things to it. And as we know, God uses, we can use things for good and we can use things for evil. So Satan's going to use things for evil. God's going to use things for good. Um, so on the 5G, you say, okay, what does that got to do with that concert? Well, you had these elevated um, towers. And one of the side effects of 5G is that, I mean, radio frequency is not good for the body. So we've all, we're exposed. I mean, right now I'm, I'm surrounded by lights. I'm surrounded by a computer, an iPad, and a phone. There's a lot of, and plus you got regular electrical. So there's a lot of RF around me. That's not good for the body. That's been proven over and over and over. Well, then now you got certain technologies that are more powerful than others. Now they're also got technology, which we've referenced to on this show. And I don't want to go in here because if I really went down this path, we'd probably get canceled. So there's stuff that is now being injected into people that works with 5G technology and it can actually like shut people down. It can and actually change their behavior. Uh, I know we talked about a, a mouse and a rat, you know, I think last week, how certain technology was being utilized on it and how they could turn, turn that passive animal into something very um, aggressive. And so those are things that can also be used. And so when I first heard this, about this concert, I you know I've been to a lot of concerts. I can see how, people, and I never want to be on the on the ground floor. And a lot of concerts I've been at, you know, you're, you're sitting in chairs, and you always got that group out front, and then they get closer to the stage, and I'm like, okay, I I don't want to be in that because that's claustrophobic for me. So I can I can see how that would have happened, how people got excited and pushed forward. I also think back, okay, what else was being done? And I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying it's something to be aware of. And the number one thing for this show is pointing out the signs. We don't have all the facts on the prophecy and all the prophecy of in dates and what's going to happen. And some of these may lead to a prophecy and some might, may not lead up to a prophecy. Um, so going back to that event, I think it's something worth pay attention to other events that are going to go on. and then also. Watch how the people behave afterwards, both the people that attended and the talent that was performing, the artists. 
uh, I think there's a lot to be, there's more to that concert. And I think it's the beginning of other things, both good and bad, that we may or may not find out. But we'll stay tuned on that topic. And if we find out information or if you find it, you know, please provide it in the thread. Back to you, Dan. Shoot it over to us for sure. I am, um, you know, I was just uh, doing a little reading when you were just chatting about about some of those things. And you're supposed to pay attention who has actually died. I was I was it actually sparked me and uh, sparked to want to find a little bit more about the people who died at that concert. Uh, the eight people who died were actually between the ages of 14 and 27. So the youngest was 14, the oldest was 27. And from what I know of uh, satanic powers and satanic Satanism is that child sacrifice is a very real thing. Uh, now they do those things in effigy now, they say. We don't really know that for sure. But in effigy means that they just pretend like they're doing a child sacrifice. But uh, with as many kids and that young age group that die at a concert like that. Now it's probably the kind of people that that age group goes to those kinds of concerts, which is actually to me, the most telling thing is that when you've got an age of millennials that are saying they don't believe in God as the creator of the universe, that only one third do and then two thirds don't. And then you have uh, this kind of a concert that draws that age group in and they won't believe in the God of a creative unit. Then they'll go and they'll celebrate the kind of evil and satanic forces that are actually at that concert. So a lot more can be said about this, but um, there's two things that really that that have really been heavy on my heart, GJ, especially because of that news story, and also because of the other things we've talked about today. Is that there's a lot of fatigue. There's a lot of spiritual fatigue. There's a lot of physical fatigue. There's a lot of emotional and psychological fatigue that's going on right now, and because we're getting inundated with so many things most of which we don't even know whether they're true half the time or not. And so when we are going through a time like this where, where you can't even believe the things that you're hearing on the news or if you're, that you're hearing anywhere, you can't even believe it, that you, get, you just get tired and you're thinking, when is this going to end? When, when is the prophecy that Jesus is going to come back, going to come true and he's going to be here? When is the end going to happen? When are we going to actually see um, a victory? As believers, when are we going to see these things? And and the same thing was asked a long time ago, back in a, in the day where a guy named Ezekiel was living, who was one of the major prophets of the Old Testament. So a lot of people may steer clear of reading the Old Testament. I encourage as many people as possible to go and read the Old Testament. Not a, read even through all the weird names that are in there. Just read it and allow God to speak to you about what is uh, what He's trying to say through it. But I wanted to read. Just to everyone out of the book of Ezekiel, it really struck me the other day when I read this, Ezekiel chapter 12, verses 23 to 28. It says, tell the people this, this is what the sovereign Lord says, I will put an end to this proverb and you will soon stop quoting it. What is he saying there? Now give them this new proverb to replace the old one. And and God says, the time has come for every prophecy to be fulfilled. There will be no more false visions and flattering predictions in Israel, for I am the Lord. If I say it, it will happen. There will be no more delays, you rebels of Israel. I will fulfill my threat of destruction in your own lifetime. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, the people of Israel are saying, he's talking about the distant future. His visions won't come true for a long, long time. Therefore, tell them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, 
no more delay. I will now do everything I have threatened. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Now, I'm not saying that this is actually something that God is saying to us right now and that this is what's happening. But honestly, in my heart, I really believe that this is true. I believe we're at that point right now where so many Christians, so many believers are out there going, you know what, the things that GJ and I and, and Dan are talking about, that's just for the few, that's just so long down the road. It's, we're so far away from that kind of a thing. And we're at that same point people of Israel during Ezekiel's time frame were in after hundreds of years of prophecy or prophets that were speaking the destruction of Israel. And then now all of a sudden God's saying, it's going to happen in your lifetime. Well, I feel like in my heart that we're at the same place, GJ. And, um, but it wouldn't, I would be remiss if I didn't then quote the same passage we always talk about in Matthew chapter 24, verse 36 to 42, where it says, however, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the son himself, only the father knows when the son of man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. So you too must keep watch for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. And that's in Matthew 24, 36 to 42. So. We need to keep watch. We need to be alert. We need to pay attention. We need to be expectant. And we need to, to take a look at the things that are going on around this world, whether it's La Palma, whether it's a concert in, in Houston, whether it's uh, uh, human sex trafficking that is happening all around the world, which is a multi, multi-billion, hundreds of billions of dollars of industry. And then, uh, we're, I mean, there are kids that are being rescued out of Cambodia. There's a whole new thing happening in Belize, which is probably the second most trafficked nation in the in the world there are so many uh, evil things happening and so when we stand up as christians and we say well when is this all going to happen you need to stay alert you need to keep watch you need to be diligent and making sure and not getting down you need to keep on working and occupying until the lord comes again but we also need to be watch people we need to be watchmen and watch women that can actually say this is what's happening pay attention to this because this is serious we're dealing with spiritual forces that can actually take us out. So, Gigi, I could keep on preaching on this, but I feel like you need to you need to share a little bit from your heart about it. Well, thank you, Dan. Um, yeah, we could both go on and on just on this topic. I think there's several things that I've heard several people that are close to me have said is, how do you know? Well, we don't know. What we do know is we'll know by the, by the, by the signs, which we've been pointing out for 54 weeks, and every week there's something new. And so there's a sign right there. There was a time that we could have probably gone a whole year and not had a sign to talk about. Uh, we could talk about how people are behaving. Now we're having signs every single week we're in multitudes and on the main categories that you know God says, look out for these things. So those are things that are... That, that, are continually happening. That's number one. Number two, it's happening at, a, at an accelerating rate. And because of that, that means we're getting nearer and nearer and nearer. Well, what is near? We don't know. However, what if you go out today and get hit by a bus or by a car or whatever? I mean, are you ready? You know, the, and just like the video we start, are you ready? And it, 
You don't have to be ready for the rapture. Are you ready to go to for eternal life? And you got two choices, heaven or hell. And 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 you know, a concert was blatantly saying there is a hell. And they're they're giving all this, you know, the signals. Well, there's also a heaven. And I choose to spend my time in heaven. And whether that happens today or tomorrow or 10 years from now, or whatever that may be, that is what I, I'm looking for is eternal life. That's number one. Number two is, uh, you know, how, how do you know which, which to believe? The more you're in the word, as Dan said, the more you're in the word, and the words, the Bible, the more you're in, whoop, whoop, whoa, Papa, Papa Gary, Papa G. Um, uh, his his Bible, and being in the Word, and a lot of people say that's way you know back back in the old days, you know the the Old Testament. I've learned more in the Old Testament in the last two years than I've learned in my whole since I became a Christian as a teenager, and 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 I'm seeing it how it's referenced to today. I mean, there's so much parallel lines that are happening, and they they too. Didn't think certain things were going to happen, and it happened. Noah, as Dan referenced, uh, you know, in the, the end days, um, you know, when Noah was building the ark, everybody thought he was the craziest fool in the world, and look what happened. And then everybody tried to get on the boat, and it was too late. So where where are you at today? What is your heart? And what what do you need forgiveness on? What do you need to forgive? Um, what what is holding you back? And and and, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a scary thing. And one of the things that I was very concerned when I first became a Christian is like, okay, God's going to ask me to do things I don't want to do. No, God asks you to do what's best for you, and you'll li live a better life. It doesn't mean it's gonna, life's going to get easier. And sometimes it's actually harder because you still got to deal with the stuff you're dealing with as you grow in the Word. <clears throat> so there's, a, there's always that process. Then you take all the crazy things that are happening. In our world today, regardless whether there's a pandemic or pre-pandemic or post-pandemic, regardless, all the crazy stuff that's happened, everybody, if we go back two years, nobody would have said, most people would have said that's never going to happen. And it, it happened. Mm -hmm. So there's a sign right there. So to me, it's very simple. Where do you stand today? And if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, that means God is working on you right now. Whether you agree with that or disagree, that's what God's doing. And God cares about you. God forgives you. All you have to do is ask forgiveness. Ask Jesus to come in your heart. You can have eternal life and turn away from the evil things. And believe me, evil things are in front of us all the time. I mean, me and Dan see it. I mean, just looking at that article, there's a lot of evilness right there. Uh, and turn on the TV. There's a lot of evilness. Turn on the news. There's a lot of evilness. There's hardly anything positive in the news. Quit watching the news. I don't watch the news because I know it's slanted. I know it's negative, And I know it's not. There's nothing I can do to change that. So what can I do? I can change myself. I can ask for acceptance and forgiveness from Jesus. I can ask him in my heart. And I can ask him a better way, a better path for my life. So I challenge you right now to do the same. And Dan, why don't you lead our butt? Yeah, I will. It just sounds like uh, I may have lost JJ's connection for a moment. But um, I want to, before we pray, I just want to kind of mention a story of something that someone had 
mentioned to me, um, actually not a story with somebody mentioned to me, it just happened to me. So before we pray, GJ, uh, cause I know you just popped out for a quick second, came back, but, um, my granddaughter, she comes running to her, to her room door the other day. She's like saying, Papa, Papa, there's a monster underneath my, underneath my desk. And I, of course, as a, because kids, they get scared of the dark sometimes. And I think that sometimes we as children, we forget some of the things we experience and fear that we experience. But where's that fear come from? Well, that fear does not come from God. It comes from the evil one. Because if there's anything that uh, the devil wants to do is he wants to get your kids. He wants to get your kids at an early age and grab their attention and put fear in them. Well, this is what happens. So um, she said, Papa, there's a monster in my room. There's a monster in my room. So I came in and I said, you know, just with authority, and I wasn't joking actually, because at this time I'm thinking something's up here. She's actually genuinely scared. And I said, where is that monster? And she pointed underneath the desk. And so I just rebuked the devil and told that monster to go away. Don't ever come back. It doesn't have a business being there. And said, how do you feel now, Journey? And she looked and she said, he's gone now. Now, some of you might just dismiss that and say, oh, that's just a kid being a kid. I personally happen to believe that kids' spiritual eyes are open and they do see things uh, that we as adults have blinded ourselves to because we just don't want to see it. We blind ourselves to the spiritual world. We blind ourselves to what's going on with angels, with Jesus, blind ourselves to what's going on with demonic forces and Satan. We just don't want to believe that it actually exists. But we, we must take that belief and we must say, you know what, Lord, open my heart, open my eyes, open my ears, and open my life to be able to see and experience and hear and do the things that you're calling me to do. Don't let me be blind to the things of this world that will take my attention away from you but open my eyes so that I can see not only the evil that's going on in the world, but see you, Jesus, so that I can come and I can commit my life to you. So that's what we're going to do right now. As it says on the screen, today is the day of salvation. Don't wait. This is your day. If you're listening to me right now, I don't know if it's right now or if it's in the next couple of days when, you'd be watching, when you're watching this after it's been recorded and posted, but this is the time where you need to pray and accept Jesus into your heart so that your life can be made new. So I want, you, I want to lead you in that prayer right now. It's so simple. This is all you have to do is pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, that I am separated because of sin and because of the sin that's in this world from a relationship with you. And the only thing that can bring me back into right relationship with God is the sacrifice that Jesus did, had on the cross. I believe that he is the Son of God, that Jesus, you are the one that came to take away the sin of the world. Please come and live in my life. Forgive me, make me new, and give me the strength and the courage to be able to live for you every day for the rest of my life. And Lord, that I will also have the courage to speak to others and let them know what they need to do to accept Jesus, which is so, so simple. It's so, so simple. And Lord, I pray that we would not be wrapped up into holding on to the things of this world, but that we would hold on to the things of heaven, to the spiritual things that actually have an eternal consequence. And Lord, I pray that you will bless every single person that's prayed this prayer right now and give them strength as they face each day to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Ooh, ooh, hallelujah. Bring it on. What do I got to say? Take us out, GJ. <laughs> Finish this up.
Well, you just heard you just heard it. You just heard what Dan said. And whether you pray that prayer or you're just contemplating, now's your day. Now's your time and today. And uh when's the best time to make that decision? It's right now. And God has bigger plans. And if you're if you're listening or you're watching this, especially at this point, 54 minutes into this, I, I guarantee you God is working on you. And we can have our pride and we can uh put the toughness on. Um God has more for you, and I can just tell you, God wants what's best for you, and no matter where you've been or no matter what you've done, God forgives. Uh, we had a friend post something today that somebody was, you know, died recently, and I said, I just hope that they that they got to know Jesus before they they left, and I don't think they were a very nice person, you know, through most of their life, and I, I still have that heart that no matter what, you can still be forgiven, and you can still be have everlasting life with Jesus and with Dan, the smartest man in the world. What more do I need to say? <laughs> I don't know, but you always catch me off guard when you say that because it's not true. That's part. Anyway, you guys, God oh, bless you. Now you we tell me. After time. 54 weeks, now you tell me that? <laughs> After 54 weeks, 54 hours. Oh man, it's been it's been a great ride. I can't wait to do it again next week. We hopefully will be back on Monday of next week. So we will uh, see you next time. God bless you guys. We're praying for you. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, Pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.